0: The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Carlos Wannigan. Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carlos Wannigan. Carla is an international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he really sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan.
1: Hello, friends. Welcome to Scandalous Grace, the show where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I am your host, Carlos Swanigan. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm so excited that you're here. If you have missed any of our previous episodes, you can always find them at scandalousgraceradio.com. We're on iTunes and Spotify and all the, um, even iHeartRadio, all the major podcasting platforms. You can always find previous shows that we've done. And I would love to hear from you. There's ways to connect with me at that website as well. There's a place for you to fill out your prayer request. I would love to pray with you, pray for you. You don't have to leave your name. I can pray for you anonymously, whatever you like, but I would also love to hear your testimonies. You guys have God's scandalous grace in your life. I'm so encouraged whenever I get to hear from listeners on the ways that, um, God has touched them or is moving through their life. And, um, shining the light of Jesus in them and through them. So reach out and connect with me there at scandalousgraceradio.com. On today's show, we're going to be back in the book of John. You guys know, um, it's one of my favorite books of the Bible. I love to read it in as many translations as I can. I just love the book of John. I love the way he talks about Jesus and tells the stories and, um, the experiences that he had with our Lord and savior. And I just, I love the book of John. There's so much good stuff in there. And the verse that is going to be our focus today for today's show is from John chapter 14 and it's John chapter 14, verse 12. So if you've got your Bibles or on your, or you in your Bible app, however you like to read the word right now, whatever's convenient, you can turn there with me. John 14, verse 12, and I'm going to be reading it to you from the passion translation today. I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith believing in me will do the same mighty miracles that I do even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with my father. Wow. When I read that verse, I'm just kind of sometimes, especially when I'm reading it from a different translation and it hits me afresh. It really convicts me, you guys, because I'm like, what I'm going to do even greater miracles than, than Jesus did is that what this says? Is that how I'm supposed to interpret that? You know, what does that even mean? What does that look like? How am I qualified to do that? Those are the kind of things that go through my head. And I thought it would be a really great topic for us to talk about today. Because like I said, when I was in John and doing my devotional time, I, I came across that verse afresh, you know, and I was just hit between the eyes with it really. Cause I'm like, wow. I feel pretty convicted right now because I don't know if I'm walking in that. I don't know if I've really fully taken that verse into my bones, so to speak. And I'm trying to look like Jesus in that way. And especially the, the first part of it, that he calls it a timeless truth, you guys, a timeless truth. And he says, the person who follows me in faith believing in me will do the same mighty miracles that I do. And so then I get into my head and I'm like, okay, I mean, am I following him in faith? What, what does that look like? And I know I believe in him. I know I believe that he did it when he was on the earth. I know that there's tons of stories and examples in all the gospels, Um, of the miracles that Jesus did, we have all kinds of references, all different types of miracles. I mean, he, you know, one of my favorite stories, the whole, the whole way that the scandalous grace, um, title came up for my show and my passion for the scandalous grace of Jesus is from John chapter nine, where he healed the more, the man born blind and he healed him on the Sabbath, which was, you know, a huge deal to all the religious leaders. And it was scandalous. And and that's where I get the name of the show from. And my passion for the scandalous love of Jesus, you know, is from that text. So there's all kinds of different examples of miracles. Um, He healed the little girl that had already died and um, told her to wake up and get up and and go eat something like there's all different types of miracles. He healed Lazarus, who, who had been dead for three days, you know, and been in the tomb and he healed him and raised him from the dead. I mean, it goes from healing blind people, healing deaf people. He healed um, the beggar that couldn't walk, lame, the man that was lame. Um, and then, you know, like I said, Lazarus, who was actually dead. So then now we're talking what I consider to be really big miracles, raising people from the dead. And this can be this topic of today's show. You know, I call it the supernatural side of his ministry, all the the miracles like that, that he did, the healings and and things like that, it can be kind of a hot topic in Christianity as far as it can be a little um, divisive at times. You know, I have some family members um, that love the Lord and and follow him and are wonderful believers and are passionate about Jesus, but they don't believe that miracles like Jesus did were for to, are for today. They don't believe that that's something that we should be pursuing and that that's that's not something that we should be doing or believing God for or praying for. Um, and so that can be, you know, a topic of conversation when we get together on the holidays. Those we kind of always drift around to the things that that we disagree on. And we we both uh, state our case and quote our scriptures and and kind of get into it a little bit. And that could be fun. But um, some people believe that it's for today and some people don't. But I think. That no matter what, when you read that verse from John chapter 14, either way, it hits you no matter what, how you interpret that. I mean, it says that his word is living and active and sharper than any double edged sword in the book of Hebrews. And that is a scripture text in John that that exemplifies that so well to me because I can't read that and not be like conflicted about it. I can't read that scripture and not be, you know, convicted. It, it really hits me between the eyes. I mean, some of you may know that, um, I was out at ministry school a couple of years ago in California. And when I was out there, this is one of their core values. They absolutely believe, um, that God's miracles are for today and that the Holy spirit lives inside of us and that we're called to do exactly what, John chapter 14, verse 12 says we are called to do miracles and even greater miracles than than Jesus did. And that not only were we called to do it, it's like he exhorts us to do it. You know, he calls it a timeless truth in this passage. And they totally believe that they taught us that they encouraged us to pray for each other. They encouraged us to pull on heaven and and ask for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven and to believe God for big things. And that was really good for me. And it really opened my eyes to, um, probably a, a part of Christianity that I hadn't really thought about before or looked at before, or even knew that, that Jesus was, you know, making me passionate about. So that entire year that I spent out there, I really, I would say got a fresh fire in me for believing God for big things. I prayed, I really started praying passionately, Um, Not just for our country and and for the world to come to salvation or anything like that, but also for for people to be healed um, of physical ailments, of of cancer, of disease. I prayed for people's hearts to be healed, emotional healings and, um, you know, deliverance from painful trauma, whatever it was that they needed. I really had my faith stretched, but I also had it reignited I guess or set on fire for the first time because I was in that environment every day I was surrounded by other passionate Jesus followers that they were also believing God for those things and it was it was such a great time in my life and so encouraging and and like I said I was praying what I call like more powerful prayers and when I say powerful I just mean I was believing God for bigger things. I wasn't just praying for like somebody's salvation and somebody's for them to have peace or for them to be blessed or for them to be, you know, restored. I started praying for people I knew that had cancer. I started praying for people I knew that, um, had, you know, situations, in their body that needed to be healed and in their mind, I started really passionately praying for people with anxiety and depression to be delivered from that. You know, I've had some of that in my own life and I've, I've got really close family members that have struggled with anxiety and depression for years. And I really started believing God for those things. And not only believing him for those things, I started seeing God heal people and deliver people and do things that were amazing to me. You know, I have, I was a pastor. Some of you may know I was a women's pastor at a local church here in Colorado for several years. And I had the privilege of of being on the altar ministry team and some of the um, other prayer teams at church. And I've always prayed for people believing that God was good and that he wanted to see them healed and he wanted to see them delivered. But I think it became more real to me while I was out at ministry school that that God not only wants us to pray that way, but God will answer us that way. And He will do those things. And I think I held back for a long time from praying those kind of prayers because in my mind I was like, well, what if I pray for her to be healed and she doesn't get healed? And I had to remember, and the Holy Spirit likes to remind me all the time that He's the Holy Spirit and the healing is his job. It's not mine. It's not my responsibility for them to be healed. It's his responsibility. It's, it's his power flowing in me and through me that does that. It's not me. And if they don't get healed, that is the Lord on, on that situation. Like that's up to him. It's not up to me. My responsibility, my part in partnering with him to bring heaven to earth is I'm supposed to pray. I'm supposed to ask, you know, it tells us in the word to, to lay hands on each other and pray that we'll be healed. And that's my part. That's what I'm supposed to do. And so I loved being out there at school because I got to see that happen. You know, I got, I got to see people healed of all kinds of stuff. I got to hear testimonies of people. My friends would come over and tell me things that they saw people healed of when they were praying, um, at church on Sunday or whether they were out in the community at the grocery store and, you know, prayed for somebody and they got to see them be healed. And that was awesome to me. And it was a great time in my life. And it really ignited me. And like I said, just set me on fire to start praying, I guess, bolder prayers is the, is the right way for me to explain it instead of just the normal, I guess, um, things that I've been familiar with and the prayers that I was comfortable with praying when I read that scripture and John. I am really convicted to pray bolder prayers because that's that's what Jesus is asking me to do. And if I believe that that word is true, if I believe that that scripture is true, that greater miracles are going to come through me, through you, through us, fellow believers, brothers and sisters in Christ. If I believe that, then that changes everything. Right. I really need to put my money where my mouth is. And I encourage you to do the same. I come to you today. This whole focus of the show no matter where you stand on this particular topic of whether healing is for today or not, I encourage you no matter what at the very least that you would take away from this show would be that you would start praying bolder prayers in your life, whatever that looks like for you. You know, um, for me, the challenge is I can do that when I'm at school and I'm in that environment and I'm surrounded by all those other passionate believers who are on fire for God and, 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 Um, we're encouraging one another and everybody's kind of thinking along the same lines, believing the same things. I think the challenge comes for me and maybe for you is doing that, praying those kind of bold prayers, believing those kind of bold things from God when you're not in that environment. Once you've stepped away from that, like for me, I know when I came home, it kind of like happened slowly. It's kind of like the frog in the pot, right? It's the slow bowl. You don't notice it, but it's like one day. I look back and realized, wow, when did I get complacent? When did I start allowing my like fear of what others are going to think about me change the way that I'm praying again? Because I noticed I, I used to, I would stop in the grocery store if I saw somebody that was clearly like hunched over in physical pain. And, and I would stop and ask them if they would let me pray for them and pray for healing in their body. And I was bold you know, at school. And I was bold when I first got home. And then I think just slowly over time, I look back and realize, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, I've gotten embarrassed or uncomfortable or let fear come in. Or even like I said, just complacency, maybe, um, for me too, it can be hard because if you don't see somebody get healed, if you don't feel, or if. You know, they don't want you to pray for them, which happens. That's happened to me before. They're like, no, thanks. <laughs> I don't want your prayer. And that can be hard. It's not only awkward and maybe embarrassing. It it can be, it can be hard. It can, you know, make your heart sad and, and hurt your feelings. And again, I just have to remind myself to release that to the Lord, because that's his responsibility, not mine. I did my part and I have to leave it there with him. And I think that if I can encourage you today you know, if you used to pray those bold prayers, I ask you, you know, wake up and start doing that again. Cause that's what the charge is here in the book of John in chapter 14 that he's talking to us about. And it's not always physical healing, you guys. A lot of times it can be emotional. Um, believe in somebody for emotional healing for their anxiety, like I said, or depression, or even just pain. Um, that can be a bold prayer. Um, some of you may know I I went through a really painful divorce last year, and I've done a lot of internal healing. I've done a, I've been doing the work. I've I've been um, seeking godly counsel and getting you know therapy and whatever I need to to walk through my healing from that and for my heart to heal. And I thought I was doing really good. Um, I have really felt like I was on the other side of it. And I have, I've made tons of strides in my heart being healed. But then just yesterday, it's like a two by four hit me upside the head. It's like one thing happened and triggered me. And you guys, I was a hot mess all over again. My heart was just torn wide open. You know, it's like, when it gets healed up and, and there's this scar there and then bam, somebody or something comes along and hits that you guys. And it just rips me wide open again. And and maybe you've gone through that too. And you understand what I'm saying. It can, it can be really hard to have such a painful wound reopened, but I knew, I mean, I was a hot mess for several hours. I, I knew that I needed, um, help. I knew that I could not get out of the pain by myself. And so I went over to a girlfriend's house and cried my eyeballs out so much that seriously today, you guys, my eyes are so swollen. I got up this morning and they were so puffy. I was like, I don't think I can wear makeup because my eyes are so swollen. I mean, I look terrible and it's because I cried so hard, but I had to get that out. You know, it was another layer of healing that God wanted to do in me, but not only did I go cry into my girlfriend, but I asked her to pray for me. And I told her, I said, listen, I mean, this is so painful to me right now. What I'm going through today, he reminds me so much of the pain that I just went through last year. It's like an, it's reopened some of that wound. I need you to pray for me. I need a miracle in my heart. I need to be, I need Jesus to come and minister to me here and heal me and bring me relief. You know, I had to release all the pain and then I had to let him come in and minister to me. And that's what she did. You guys praise God for faithful friends that believe in the power of power of prayer and, and believe that, you know, like that verse tells us greater is he who is in me than he who's in the world. And she believed that. And she spoke truth to me last night and she spoke some hard truth to me last night, but she also brought so much comfort Um, and so much encouragement in her words. I knew the Holy spirit was speaking through her and ministering to me through her. And then she paid, prayed powerful prayers for me. And she even called me this morning on my way to the studio and prayed for me again. And, and that is believing that is, she was praying bold, faithful prayers for me that no matter what my circumstances look like. And this week it's been really tough. And she knows that. And we see that what the facts are, but we also know that the truth is that Jesus is my healer. And Jesus cares about not only my physical health and your physical health, he cares about our hearts. So when we're praying these bold prayers, sometimes we think it's all about supernatural stuff, like raising people from the dead and healing people from deafness. And it is about that kind of stuff. Those are awesome. And those are the kind of bold prayers that it's talking about in John. But I also believe it's talking about those heart prayers too prayers for each other's emotions, prayers for the, for our loved ones, hearts that we know of. Have gone through something hard and so many of us this year I mean thanks 2020 it's been it's been a really tough year for a lot of people I would venture to guess for most people they have gone through some type of difficult hard season and for some of us it has been overwhelming because it feels like it's one thing after another after another after another you know we talked about that on one of my previous shows of just having those assaults come again. It's like you get through one thing and then there's another thing and there's another thing. And God wants to wash over us, you know, with his peace and and his like calming water. And we need that. And that's what I needed last night. And she was there for me. And she was she was praying some powerful prayers. I mean, thank you, Lori. Thanks for being there. Um, And we all need that in, in our lives. We need to pray those kind of bold prayers for others. And we need people praying those for us. And like I said, when you're in the environment, like I was at school when you're surrounded by people that pray that way, that can be a really easy thing to do and a really easy thing to continue to believe. But it's when you get out of those comfort zones, out of those cushy environments where everybody agrees with you and everybody believes what you believe and you're back, you know, maybe in the world or in your workplace or even in your family, you've got unbelievers maybe that that don't don't agree with you and don't want to hear that. That's that's when it's really um time to stand on the word. And ask God to give you the grace to pray those bold prayers and to believe him when he says in John chapter 14 that you will do even greater things than he did. And I want to be that type of person. And I think you do, too. I not only want to shine the light and point people to Jesus, but I want all that Jesus died on the cross to give me. I want that abundant life that he talks about in John 10, 10. I I want everything that God has for me. You know, there's a story in the Bible and we're not going to get into it today, but just for sake of time. But if you get a chance, go to Luke chapter five, you guys, and read the story. Um, I think it starts in verse 17 and goes through the, uh, through 26, I think Luke five, 17 through 26. If you get a chance, read that story. It's about the guy who was crippled, I think, and his friends lowered him through the roof on like a rug or a blanket, lowered him through the roof of a house where Jesus was speaking. They couldn't get in the front door. So they tore a hole in the roof and lowered their friend down because they were so determined to get Jesus to pray for him and for his healing. And that's the kind of friend I want to be. And that's honestly the kind of stranger I want to be. I want to be praying for people like that. And I encourage you to do the same. Be that type of person that would literally through your prayers. It doesn't have to be, you know, in some kind of physical way, but even through your bold, faith-filled prayers, Be that kind of person that would lower somebody through the roof and get them to Jesus, no matter what it takes. And for most of us, that is the power of prayer. It's praying those faith-filled, believing prayers. And when you don't have the faith to believe it, do like I do. I ask the Holy Spirit. I'm like, man, this is outside my stretch of belief right now, God. Please help me in my unbelief. Um but I need your grace right now. I want to pray this prayer. And it's hard for me to imagine that it could even be possible, but you are the God of the impossible. And so God, I'm asking you to give me the faith of even a mustard seed right now. So I can pray for my friend, what I need for them and what I know that you have for them here on this earth. You know, it tells us in Romans chapter eight, verse 11, that the spirit of God, the same one that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, lives inside of us and I pray you guys that we are a family of believers that would stand in a gap for each other pray these bold prayers for miracles healings no matter what it is that seems outside your stretch that you would do like it says in John chapter 14 and do even greater works and the way that that starts you guys is praying it and so I encourage you so much today to do that and I want to pray for you now Jesus, I just thank you for all of our listeners. I thank you, God, um, that you're calling us to pray bold prayers, especially right now, in spite of the circumstances, in spite of what it looks like in the world, God. I just pray that, that you would move mightily in us and through us, and you would give us the grace on our lives to pray those bold prayers that you talk about in John chapter 14. Give us the faith, God, to believe. We love you. I pray these things in the mighty and holy name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thanks, you guys, so much for tuning in. Again, you can find out more about this ministry and all that's going on with us at scandalousgraceradio.com. And remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus.
0: We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Please go to ScandalousGraceRadio.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan' ministry resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to ScandalousGraceRadio.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. And please join us again every Monday at 1 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanagan on Denver's 94.7 FM, The Word.